I'm Clyde Lewis, and you're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. If you'd like to hear the podcast in its entirety, sign up at Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call to get into the program tonight, 503-225-0860. Or 866-536-7469, toll free. So last night when I came home, I uh, I was up late doing some studying. And some of the things that uh, James Ponder said on my show, always when James comes on Ground Zero, I often have kind of like this, uh, I don't know how to put it. It's like, I hear what he has to say. And then when I have a moment alone, it all comes back to me. It all comes back to my face and all comes back to my very soul. And I, and I sit there and I say to myself, you know, I need to somehow go back and try to ascertain what is going on in the world. And at a time when the course of civilization seems to be more uncertain than ever, driven towards pessimism or even despair, it becomes apparent that there may be this turning point, that the turning point that may take us down a road that has been less traveled or perhaps not even traveled at all. The rapid increases in technology in recent decades are shortening the times we once had to act, to think, uh, especially about actions that promote a thriving collective or a better life. It's, but, but it's pushed us to the edge. A lot of what we're dealing with right now pushes us to the edge, making us colder socially. And, and it leads us down a path of being less sympathetic to those around us. And I, and I, and I remember you know, many times we've talked about, you and I, the loss of humanity. And there's no greater moment than now that we see the loss of humanity and COVID put us in that position we're losing our empathy. We're losing our humanity. We're losing our ability to care. And and that's something that uh, has been on my mind because, uh, well, it's been clear for some time that this type of attitude is going to breed uh, civil upheaval if it hasn't bred it already. Uh, we've seen a number of people looting during these storms that have been coming through. And, of course, there's always that darkness that's looming over the planet. I know Elon Musk made a comment about it recently saying that there's this looming darkness that is over the planet. We've talked about this before you and I, and a lot of it takes us down the pathway to a large scale nuclear war involving a substantial portion of the nuclear arsenals of the United States and Russia, maybe some of the other countries. And of course we know being children of the Cold War, we know the, how, how this would have devastating consequences far and beyond those that our two countries. It's, it's far beyond our imagination. It, it would constitute a truly global catastrophe. We know this. Striking a similar tone is, is what we see as an anxious time for Russia. The head of the Russian Orthodox Church said in a sermon for Epiphany, he said that trying to destroy Russia would mean the end of the world. 
Now, these words may indicate that something that was once described as a Cold War legend may be true after all, and that is, and we've talked about this on the program before, and it's something I want to revisit, that these words may indicate that something that was once described as a Cold War legend may be true after all, and that is what is called the dead man switch. Uh, the war between Russia and Ukraine and everyone else has now been threatened with the use of a dead man switch, saying that if Russia is under attack, they would settle for a scorched earth policy. They would scale, uh, 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 war between Russia and Ukraine. I mean, the dead man switch is, is a bit of a legend because during the Cold War, the Soviets wanted to force a scorched earth policy if they ever were challenged or if they were met in defeat of a, of a major war. I mean, it was alleged that Hitler had one too, which many historians believe that after World War II, German spies that were brought over during Project Paperclip created what is called the missile gap. And they were hoping that both the United States and the Soviets would trigger mutually assured destruction because, of course, Hitler wanted a scorched earth policy because Nazism fell, the Third Reich fell, and he said, well, nobody would want to live in a world without the Third Reich, so maybe the world needs to be destroyed. And I would understand that, or I would even venture to believe that when the org, the Galen org, was, was brought in by the CIA, that they created this whole missile gap strategy to have one side or the other pull the trigger to blast us all to kingdom come. And, and the reason why the Soviets decided to build this dead hand system was to, well, it had to do with advancements in American missile technology in the 1980s. And before these advancements, the exception was that a nuclear war would be initially fought with intercontinental ballistic missiles. ICBMs typically are detectable and the target country generally has about 30 minutes of warning, just enough time for them to launch a counterstrike of their own. Again, uh, mutually assured destruction. However, in the 1980s, Americans were getting better and better accuracy with their submarine-based missile launch systems, which meant that they could launch precision nuclear strikes close to the Soviet Union, cutting the warning time from when the launch was detected down to about three minutes, which, of course, is not enough time to mount a viable counterattack. So the Soviets needed some way to actually detect and they need a way to be sure that destruction would be assured mutually, which is where the dead hand doomsday device comes in. The dead hand perimeter system was initially just a backup system for emergency communication, but it was expanded to provide a full automatic counter-strike function. The heart of the system is something known as the commanding rocket. So the commanding rocket was a 15P011 it was a rocket with a radiation-hardened radio transmitter instead of a nuclear warhead. So the rocket would be launched from a special, very protected silo. And once in flight, the rocket's transmitter would replace all the presumably destroyed ground-based communications. And it would send commands to receiving devices on all land bases and ballistic missiles, submarine-based launchers, and bomber aircraft. And the rocket's commands to the nuclear weaponry and installations would be to launch a retaliatory strike to many predetermined targets. And, of course, all this would only happen if it was determined that a first strike against Soviet territory had taken place. It's an autonomous command system. So, obviously, what was once a legend in the Soviet Union or what's a legend here in the United States, a doomsday device, is something that sounds like Russia wants to use if they find themselves being defeated or at the losing end of the war, which sends a, a very strong message to the war planners of the world. 503-225-0860 or 866 536 7469. I'm Clyde Lewis. 
You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. You've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. If you'd like to hear previous shows along with having access to our online library and social media platform, sign up now at Aftermath.media. It's only $10 a month, and there's also yearly specials to fit your budget. Again, go to Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and thank you for supporting Ground Zero.